What is going on? Welcome back. Welcome back to another week of the podcast. A little agile a day keeps the bugs away. The podcast dedicated to bringing you episodes that you can consume in less than a short car ride on topics regarding the agile world, agile concepts, agile updates, and eventually interviews from expert agilists. And today, as always, things don't change. Today's topic is one that I have been asked to do multiple times, as with many of the topics. By the way, I do try to gauge your feedback and prioritize topics accordingly. Wait, did I just say priority or prioritize? Seems like we're going to have to bring up a prioritization method today. And that's what we're going to do. Weighted shortest job first. One of the premier prioritization techniques. Let's get to it. So, weighted shortest job first, or WSJF for short. It's become a very powerful and popular prioritization technique, especially since it's been referenced in the Scaled Agile Framework and heavily utilized in the Scale Agile Framework, especially at the art layer, the solution layer, and the portfolio layer. But it's used for optimizing the flow of value and understanding a little bit of the history and some of the variables in the calculation hopefully we will provide a deeper appreciation of its effectiveness and help practitioners like yourself apply it more successfully in your organization so a little bit of backstory here safe did not invent weighted shortest job first the origins of wsjf can be traced back to queuing theory and the the operations research discipline. And you can look these up, but queuing theory is a mathematical study of waiting lines or queues, which focuses on understanding and optimizing the flow of work or customers through a system. So in the context of software development, Don Reinardson adapted the concept of shortest processing time to prioritize projects. And these projects ideally deliver maximum value in the shortest amount of time. WSJF evolved as an extension of this concept, incorporating more factors to prioritize work items in a more comprehensive manner, so to say. And there are quite a few benefits the WSJF. It, it maximizes value delivery. It really helps teams focus on the work items that deliver the most significant value to the organization and customers. It also optimizes resources by prioritizing high value, short duration tasks. WSJF ensures that our teams use their resources effectively and focus on the high priority items that can get money in the door the quickest because as you hear in economics cash is king the quicker you can get cash but also deliver value the better off you are going to be it also reduces risk weighted shortest job first takes into account time critical tasks and really helps organizations address potential risks and avoid costly delays and it also improves decision making or I guess, enables faster decision-making. How many times have you 
been around individuals, maybe in the executive chairs, VPs, director, whoever it may be, back and forth, back and forth on why something's a priority. You hear sunk costs. You hear, we need this because I said so. This enables data-driven decision-making. And the data we are creating within this calculation allows for better, more fluid conversation. So by providing a clear quantifiable method for prioritizing this work, we are able to not just enable those executives, but enable teams to make informed, objective decisions about the workload. It's key. And I mentioned previously, ignoring sunk costs, that is key. We want to ignore sunk costs because that is in the past. WSJF focuses on the moment you sit in a room when you start the calculation or start the prioritization to the future. That's it. So whatever you have left within an, within an item that you already put cost into, prioritize that relative to the other items on the board or in the system, wherever they may be. So ignore sunk costs. Key there. Very, very key. Tough to do. Tough to learn. It's important. So how do we calculate WSJF? First, you need work items in front of you. And you want to identify those work items. So we begin by listing all the work items that need to be prioritized, such as features, epics, or even user stories, or whatever you call your work items. Initiatives, capabilities, it doesn't matter. We list those out because when we're sizing using WSJF, we are sizing relative to the items on the list. Like story point estimation, it is not an absolute value. It is all relative. And like story point estimation, we want to use the Fibonacci sequence. It's the easiest way to do it. 1, 2, 3, 5, 8, 13. Use the Fibonacci sequence to calculate WSJF. So what's the equation? How is it done? What I recommend is when you create the list, create four columns, each for the variables we're going to use, and then that will roll up into the final WSJF score. And those variables are business value, time criticality, risk reduction opportunity enablement. That's one variable in itself, not two. So you have business value, time criticality, risk reduction, opportunity enablement. And those three variables get added up to make what you probably heard about the cost of delay. So those three variables equal the cost of delay. And then you take that cost of delay and you divide it by the fourth and final variable, the job size of the work item, something you've probably done many times before. So you have that cost delay divided by the job size. And the cost delay is essentially those three variables which equate to the amount of decay and opportunity loses value over time. So the longer you wait, essentially, the more value it will lose. And some items may not decay over time, but that'll be represented in the calculation. So what you do is you take one variable at a time and you size them relative to the other items. So we're going to start with business value. So we start here. We start with business value. 
Take your spreadsheet, hide the other columns. We are only sizing based on the first variable, and we want to focus in on that. People will start to get a little out of the way during this conversation and focus on, oh, this has a deadline. No, that's time criticality. So I'm going to go into each variable so we have a good understanding as to how to facilitate this session so when you do it, you're more comfortable. So the business value variable that we are sizing using Fibonacci relative to the other items on the list is a value variable that represents the potential benefits or the value that a work item can deliver in aggregate to the organization and customers. So you take both your internal organization and your external customers into consideration here. It may include factors such as revenue generation, cost savings, improved customer satisfaction, or even alignment with the strategic goal. The value score should be assigned based on a consensus among key stakeholders. That's key because this prioritization method can greatly impact the future of the company based on the level of work items in which you are sizing. So we have our list of items. We assign the least valuable or the number one. Remember exactly how you're estimating work items or estimating user stories in terms of size or complexity. You assign the lowest to one, and then you work relative to the values you have set in place. So what's twice as valuable gets a two, so on and so forth. And then eventually you'll have a list that has any combination of one, ones, twos, threes, fives, eights, thirteens. You can use 21 if you want. It's really up to you. And then from there, we have assigned the relative business value. So we have our first variable. In just how you size business value, we are going to move to time criticality, our second variable. Hide the business value column, hide the risk reduction opportunity enablement column, and hide job size. We're focusing on time criticality. And time criticality measures the urgency or time-sensitive nature of a work item. So it accounts for factors such as deadlines, dependencies, and overall potential risks or costs associated with these delays. So a higher time criticality score indicates that the work item should be prioritized to mitigate risks or capitalize on time-sensitive opportunities. So basically, same thing as business value, same relative sizing, a one, would be an item that is not time critical. You can take your time, no real deadlines, no dependencies, no high risk associated with waiting. And then the higher level items have the higher amount of risk and more time sensitive in terms of the opportunity. Once again, the least time critical first, and then you work up from there. And then you have your second variable. Hide that, we're moving on to the third and finer, final variable of the cost of delay calculation or the numerator of our WSJF equation. And that variable is risk reduction and opportunity enablement. Now, these are separated out a little bit, but we factor them together. So opportunity enablement here is the optional case. You really want to focus on risk reduction, but opportunity enablement is key for innovation. So I don't recommend leaving it out. I'm just saying it is an option. So WSJF includes this variable 
to capture the potential of a work item to reduce risk into the future or enable new opportunities, opening up new markets, new emerging markets, new horizons, or maybe reducing the risk of future deliveries, maybe enhancing our throughput. Many examples here and incorporating risk reduction opportunity enablement can help teams prioritize work items that really address uncertainties, create these new possibilities, and also foster, like I said earlier, innovation. So I really think it's important to consider, especially with the fast moving pace in the digital world. Innovation, we always wanna make time for it. And this is important. So keep risk reduction and opportunity enablement within the equation so we can effectively prioritize not only in not only present day, but look to the future and then also focus on how we reduce risk on top of how we enable opportunities. So that's the third variable. So now you have Fibonacci numbers across the board. You have your three variables. So if the first work item has a 13 in business value, a one in time criticality, in a two in risk reduction opportunity enablement, you have a 16. That is your cost of delay. So you do that for all items, you add them up, and you have the cost of delay for each item. And you have your numerator. Finally, we go to the denominator, which is simply put, job size. And job size is just the amount of effort, the effort it's going to take to complete the work. So job size is a proxy of job duration. We don't like to focus on job duration because duration implies variable difference in who is going to consume the work, different skill sets, different capacity, whatever that may be. What we are doing here and why we use job size is we want to have an even playing field for all of our work. We don't want to overthink. We want to say, if there's capacity available, what items do we want to prioritize? and not focus on the teams who are delivering the work. Even though important, we are prioritizing against the other items and we're reducing all other external uncertainties, especially around who and how a work item is going to be delivered. So job size, this is gonna represent the effort, the complexity, or the time, required to complete the work item. Simply put, estimating size can be done using the same technique that we use for story points. You can even use t-shirt sizing here because it is the denominator and one variable here. You can use different sizing methods, different numbers. Just stick with Fibonacci if you want to keep it simple, but I'm not saying you have to stick with it. I just strongly recommend it. And we want to make sure, once again, we are using the relative sizing. So the smallest work item in job size is a one and up the ladder. And then you have your WSJF score. You take your cost of delay from the three variables, business value, time criticality, opportunity enablement, and you divide it by job size. And you have your WSJF or weighted shortest job first score. You did it. You have a list of scores and you have a set priority based on this 
Very powerful prioritization technique. So here is where I really want you to pay attention because you think you're done, you've done it, it looks great. This is where the conversation starts to take turns because a lot of people don't like the score that the item that maybe maybe unanimously everyone thought was the most valuable or the highest priority item, so to say. Well, WSJF score says even though it may have a high cost of delay, maybe it maybe it did at the end of the day have the highest cost of delay. Guess what? It was the largest by far. It was going to take over a year to deliver, where the other ones, maybe months. They're upset about this. They say, oh, the job size is such a critical factor. Even though it's the highest, I want it prioritized the highest because it has the highest cost delay. It has the highest business value. It's the most time critical. And there's a high amount of reduction in risk for the future and a lot of opportunities that could emerge from it. Why aren't we doing it first? Why is job size dictating it? This isn't where a coach is supposed to say that's what the calculation offers. It's just too big, going to take too long. We have other items that we can get out the door and get money quick. Here's where you are to take the conversation as a coach. Within that cost of delay, what percent of the job size does that actually live in? Now we're driving the, the question. Does that entire year encapsulate the largest percentage of that cost of delay? It probably doesn't. And now we're starting to get the minimal viable product discussion here. We won't go fully into that, but that's what this is. What is the set of requirements where that can significantly reduce the job size, but minimally reduce the cost delay? Now we're on to something. Now the calculation is going to benefit that work item because we took away some of the, the initiatives or the features within that work item or some of the components that weren't necessarily needed to achieve that high cost of delay. We reduced the job size. We're learning faster by reducing the job size, and we're able to get more items, especially that high priority item, out the door to market faster. So at the end of the WSJF or weighted shortest job first session, please look for this conversation. And even if it doesn't come up, bring it up. Show how the variable of job size greatly affects the calculation and see where the true cost of delay resides within that work item. It might not need the full deliverable to achieve a lot of that business value, a lot of that time criticality, a lot of that risk reduction opportunity enablement. Maybe 20% of the work accounts for 80% of the overall value or the overall opportunity or the, that overall cost delay. Something to consider. And that's it. That's all. Utilize WSJF or weighted shortage job first, especially if you don't have a prioritization technique. Yes, there are many out there. But if you don't have one, give it a shot and reach out to me.
at Little Agile on Twitter. I'll be glad to respond, and I'm excited to hear from everyone. As always, you listen to another episode of A Little Agile A Day Keeps the Bugs Away. I'm your host, Little Agile, a.k.a. BP. I'll talk to you next week.